Hey, thank you so much for tuning into this episode of The Stone Table. My name is Travis, and I'm the teaching pastor here at Baylife Church. And I'm Mickey, and I am a worship coordinator here at Baylife as well. So, Mickey, before we get into everything we're going to be talking about today, you know what I noticed in the, the last episode we put out with Elisa? What did you notice? So, um, as I was doing the introduction that we recorded like 45 times because oh, yes. we couldn't we couldn't yes. nail it. Um, Those take a long time, by the way. Way, way longer than I think anybody appreciates. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, so in it, I'm like, I'm trying to comment on the fact that it's the first new episode of the yeah. year. And I said, this is the first time we've talked in like a month. <laughs> which and, is not true. Which is not true. We, we talk every day. We talk every day. Yeah. But I just listened to it and I was, it, it, it sounded like I was saying, yeah, I haven't interacted with you at all in like four weeks. Yeah. Which is not true. No, it would be pretty bad considering I'm your wife. Yeah. That wouldn't go over well. Yes. Um, defi- definitely not <laughs> not a great model for marriage. Yeah, so for clarity, <laughs> we have interacted. Um, we just hadn't put out a, a, an episode. Exactly, yeah. Um, in that time span. But we are back, and this episode is going to sound a little different. So today, we're introducing sort of a new format that we're trying out, that we're looking forward to implementing. So Travis, why don't you tell us a little bit about that? Yeah, so we've got kind of like some housekeeping things we want to tackle today on this episode as we look towards the future with it being a new year. We're super grateful to everybody who's been listening to the show for the last three or four months um, as we were releasing twice a month Mm -hmm. in 2019. But things are going to be changing in 2020. We're actually going to be releasing an episode every week. We're still going to essentially do two interviews a month. We'll be sitting down with some really interesting pastors and authors and theologians. But then the other two episodes each month are going to be you and me talking. Yeah. Yes. Hey, if we had if we had like a celebrity name like Brangelina or what, <laughs> a what ship are, name, yeah, like, like a ship name, it's tricky. So so Travis and Mickey, tricky, tricky. So so I guess we could call the other two episodes that are coming out every <laughs> month are going to be tricky episodes. Yeah. Um. So what's going to happen with these tricky episodes is that twice a month we're going to kind of go in two different directions. So once a month we're going to do what we're calling a theology of episode. Uh. And maybe there'll be echoes for, for dramatic effect. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And so so kind of the goal with this is to take an, an interesting topic or maybe a topic you haven't thought of through a theological lens and say, how does the Bible inform the way that we we interact with this? Mm-hmm. And and I think that was kind of born out of this class that I taught last summer on the theology of food, which I'm pretty sure everybody just signed up for because <laughs> it sounded cool. It sounded cool, and I'm sh- I'm sure everybody thought that there would be like a buffet every week, and that's we did why do a feast at the end. We did exactly, yeah. and and kind of something I said at the beginning of that class that's maybe worth talking about as we introduce this segment is that very often when we talk about theology, we have a really small view about what it addresses. Mm-hmm. We think that theology is just dealing with um, how to go to heaven when we die, or or how our sin is dealt with, and theology certainly does do that. But there's this great quote from a theologian named Kevin Van Hooser, and when he defines theology, he says, it's the study of how to speak truly about God and all things in relation to God. Mm-hmm. And so it's not just saying true things about God, but it's it's looking at the world and going, how do we see all of these aspects of life in relationship to God? Right. And so the, kind of the goal of that class that we were walking through last summer was... What does it look like to eat to the glory of God? What mm-hmm. does food teach us about God? What does God want to teach us about himself through food? And so the goal with this theology of segment is to maybe explore some strange areas of theology that yeah. are actually really practical. 
Yeah, there's theology and everything. Right. So the one I'm I'm really excited about is I want to do a theology of sleep. Ooh. Because we don't get nearly enough of it. That's true. <laughs> and and I actually think when we examine sort of the lens of scripture, the Bible can inform yeah. the way we think about something like resting. For sure. Yeah. So so once a month you'll get a theology of from us yes. where we kind of sit down with a particular topic and we just break it down um biblically and theologically and kind of engage with it on a deeper level. Yeah. And so that will be once a month. The second time a month that we have a tricky episode, it'll actually be kind of a, a tricky's digest episode. Oh, is that like a reader's digest? Yes. Play? Yeah. Yes. So what we'll do in that episode is we'll probably put that out at the end of the month and we'll digest the things that we've learned, the things that were interesting and the things that we think really stood out in our interview episodes. Right. And and that's kind of kind of the goal behind that. And mm-hmm. one of the things that we've loved about doing the show for the last few months is that once we turn off the record button on our roadcaster <laughs> and are done interviewing some of these guests we've had on, we keep talking about it. We do. Like we, I mean, the Elisa Childers conversation that we just put out last week, we've been talking about all week. We have. And just thinking about, okay, so what does this mean for us and how do we learn from it? And so the goal of these digest episodes is to take some of these big concepts that we're Mm -hmm. diving into with experts and and kind of put some boots on the ground and say, yeah, how do we? This is how we kind of Mm -hmm. use what we've learned. That's super important when we're learning anything really is how to apply it practically. And like you said, whenever we do one of these interviews or we read one of the author's books or look at their resources, it's something we talk about pretty extensively. Like you you guys should hear like our like midnight chats where just <laughs> yeah. like we just talk about things like this and to no end and we're like, okay, we should probably go to bed now. It's really late and you know, it's so easy to get lost in these conversations. And so we want to bring you guys along with us as we talk about the things that we think are really important in, in the interviews that we do. Yeah, absolutely. I, I think the, the number of times that you and I have sat down to read a book for someone we're interviewing, <laughs> and then we end up getting just sucked down this rabbit trail yeah. of like, well, what about this? And what about yeah. this? And, and like chapter by chapter, right. I'm like, okay, I'll let you finish this one chapter if I've read ahead. Yeah. And then I'm just, I'm waiting for you to finish, just staring at you until you say, okay, I'm done with the chapter. I'm like, okay, what did you think about dot, dot, dot? Right. You know? Yeah. It's and like... you read way faster than me. So that's <laughs> yeah. how it always goes. Yeah. Yeah. You probably also finish books, which I don't do. Yeah. <laughs> I try. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so that's the kind of stuff that we're, we just get really excited about. And the goal is that you guys would be excited about it too. Um, so we want to share with you guys the the way we think and the, the way that we process things, which is verbally most of the time. Right. Well, and I think that's so important. Like one of, one of the things that I feel like I've consistently tried to do in teaching is not just make people brains on a stick, but yeah. say, hey, theology and understanding the Bible, it's not just so that you'll be smarter, it's so that you'll be different. Yeah. It's it's transformative when it's done right. And so what helps us as we read these books and talk with these authors is to talk through, okay, so based on every, th- this whole conversation that we've just had with, yeah. with Elisa or with Chris Hall, which is an episode that's going to be coming up, yes. what do we do differently as a result of that? And that's kind of the goal of these these Tricky's Digest mm-hmm. episodes is, is to say- do we- Here's how we're going to act different in light of what we've just yes, heard. Yes, exactly. And and maybe help our listeners to begin the process of processing what they've just heard as well. Yeah, exactly. That is the goal. 
So that brings us to our first digest de- debrief. Do it. So debrief, uh, we'll call it both. Yeah. On paper, this is this is Tricky's debrief. debrief. That's the official title yeah. in our in our Evernote yeah. account. But we'll we'll call it both. <laughs> yeah. So let, let's talk just a little bit about our interview with Elisa Childers, and about the book that we read for that interview, Mama Bear Apologetics. Mickey, I, I have this like very vivid memory of us sitting in the the reading part of our apartment because we have all these chairs organized it's around. It's our sitting area. It's our sit yeah sit sitting in the sitting area, <laughs> and. I was really far behind because you read way faster than I do. You were like 10 chapters ahead of me. And you kept stopping me and going, hey, when you get to this chapter, tell me what you think about it. And and I kept hearing you like sigh and, and amen as you were reading. Because <laughs> I think you, I, I mean, I know this, you were really into the book and, yeah. and so the ideas that were being discussed. So so what was it about this book in particular that that really grabbed your attention? Yeah. So I really loved this book for so many reasons. Um, as I previously shared in the episode that came out last week, the idea of parenting and having kids has has always been exciting to me. It's a desire I've always had, but it definitely struck a lot of fear too, because as we talk through all these cultural lies, all, all the, the ways that... Um, Culture is shifting. Yeah, yeah. And, and by the time we have kids, they're going to be encountering all sorts of things that I, I never thought I'd have the answer to. And so that's been, that was that was a scary thought to me. It's like, what will I do when mm. my kids ask, hey, what's this or what does this mean? But the the book and, and in particular, the, the chapters that Elisa contributed were just, were so encouraging because one of the things that she says is, is you don't have to be afraid of these things. Right. We can engage with them calmly and we can teach our kids to spot these things. And one of the lines from her uh, new spirituality chapter right. is when our kids witness us interacting with new spirituality calmly without fear and even with a little bit of humor, it will show them that we are a safe place for them to help them process what they're hearing and will open the lines of communication for years to come. And to me, that was super encouraging and just incredibly practical because it's true. Right. And, and she even gives a couple examples in that chapter of when you hear something in a commercial, like you can do anything, a fun way to engage your kids in that is say, Oh, okay, you can do anything. Can you go outside and lift a car by yourself? They'll probably roll their eyes and say, no, of course not. But it's a silly way of teaching our kids. How to engage with culture and ideas. With, yeah. yeah. And that's just one example. And the book is full of them. Right. Yeah. I think that, that gets to two things that I loved about the book. And, and then even the interview itself, the idea of not being afraid yeah. of ideas that we disagree with. Mm-hmm. Gosh, that is so, so, so important. Yeah. And. I think what has always given me more confidence in the faith is seeing Christians who are further along than me mm-hmm. interacting with ideas that that I struggle with without fear. Right. Just going, hey, yeah, I've heard that before. Let's talk about it rather mm-hmm. than don't bring this up. We don't need to talk about it. Right. So that sort of, and we talked about this in the interview, that that quiet confidence in the gospel mm-hmm. that, that Elisa is trying to instill in parents is so important. And then the other thing that I loved was what you just pointed out, which is kind of the practical applications at the end. Yeah, I think I've, I've told you this before, but the weakest part of my sermons is always application. 
Mm. Like I, and this is this is just kind of a fault with me is I love ideas and I love big ideas yeah. and deep ideas, and so every so often I'll, I'll I'll run something by one of my friends in ministry and they'll say, well that's that's really cool that's really interesting that's that's a great start to a sermon but what do people do with that right and in my head I'm like You've I don't know apply it. they can. Fi- they can figure it out, right? Like, isn't it cool? And and I always stop with, isn't this cool or isn't this interesting? And mm-hmm. I struggle to know, okay, so what do I do with this cool, interesting right. bit of theology? And and the great thing about the book is that it dives into these ideas in a way that you can kind of understand, mm-hmm. but then it moves from that to, hey, here's five practical things you can do right. with your family so that this isn't just interesting information, but here's how you can be a, a better parent and a more faithful disciple yeah. discipler of your children as exactly. a result and that's the beauty of that of this book and, and that's just one of the reasons why i liked it so much it's because it gave like a brief uh a brief description of whatever the movement is which is very well researched by the way right it's very very uh easy to read um and very accurate and then at the end of that chapter it, it gives you a guide for prayer for practical ways to apply these things to to your family and and it, it was just great yeah i really was. appreciated that about the book so with the interview itself and our conversation with elisa was there anything that man as soon as we turned record off you walked away going oh, i loved that and just thinking back on the last week or two of our conversations mm-hmm. what were some things from that interview that really stood out to you yeah i really so i really loved her illustration that she she did during some of her talks where she would show the crowd a picture of her daughter or mm. someone who looked like her daughter. And then people would, ooh, and oh, your daughter's so cute. And then she would show them, I think, like a picture of her actual daughter and would be like, this is actually my daughter. You guys just ooh and ah at someone who's not my daughter. Right. And that was just so mind-blowing to me because how do you spot the lie unless you know the truth? Right. How do you spot a fake unless you know what what the real thing looks like? And, and that's just a very powerful way to communicate the need for us to be rooted in Scripture. Right. And, and I think it, people can get really overwhelmed with all of the different beliefs that are out there, whether it's and atheism. Right. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. There's... 15 chapters in yeah. this book and there's they didn't even cover everything right because you've got thousands of religions in the world and then you have non-religious worldviews or secular worldviews right like atheism mm-hmm. or scientism and i think it would be easy if our job was to point out what's wrong in every single one of these mm-hmm. it, i could see somebody going gosh there's just too much to learn but i think the most important job that we have as as parents and as christians yeah. is to know Christianity, to to know yeah. the truth. Right. And in doing that, it becomes easier to spot the lie. There, there's kind of this analogy that I hear. I don't know if it's true or not. So it's it's a good analogy, but it, it may not actually be true. Um, that when they train bank, bank tellers in how oh. to find counterfeit money, what they what they do is they show them, hey, this is what a real genuine dollar bill looks like. Mm. And they train them in recognizing the real thing they don't spend as much time going, here's what every different sort of counterfeit looks like. Oh, they train them I've in the real I've heard that. Thing. I've heard it too. I don't know if it's true. I don't know. There, there's like all sorts of preaching illustrations <laughs> that I think might actually be lies, yeah. but they make a good point. So so I don't know if that's accurate. If you're Our dads a, would know that, I feel like. That's true. Yeah. <laughs> 
Hey, if you actually work at a bank and listen to the show, yeah, let us know if this is true or not. Let us know if this is <laughs> if this is accurate. But I, but it, it kind of captures the truth, right? That mm-hmm. that our job is not first and foremost to understand what's wrong with everybody else, but to understand the gospel well, and to understand what the real thing looks like, and and then we can spot where people have distorted the gospel yes. or misrepresented it or gone off exactly. the rails. Exactly. So what about you, Travis? What were some things that you really liked about this episode? What stood out to you? Yeah, I think what I really appreciated was Elisa's willingness to share her story and how she even became interested in apologetics. You know, she was going to this Bible study at this church that was more progressive, and she heard a lot of the historic Christian beliefs questioned by the pastor at this church, and it sent her into this tailspin where she wasn't really sure what she believed anymore. And she was running into arguments she'd never heard, or maybe she'd heard atheists make, but she'd never heard someone claim to be a Christian and deny some of these central realities. And what I love about that is that in in some ways it kind of mirrors my own story, maybe not to a T, but, you know, in in college studying religion, I had all these questions that came up that I thought in my head, basically, there are smart Christians out there who have answers to this. But then when I got out of college and and started to look into it more, I started finding other Christians who agreed with my atheist college professor yeah. about all sorts of stuff. And that that was when it really sent me into a tailspin. I, I started with questions, and, and those came and went throughout college, but I kept sort of saying, in the future, I'll go talk to a seminary professor who can answer it. But then when I found out there were seminary professors <laughs> who thought the same thing, mm-hmm. that really messed me up. Right. And so I, the reality is that if you kind of look at culture and, and a lot of things that's going on in the church right now, there are a lot of people with the same story as Elisa who didn't have a faith that was really grounded in, really grounded in history, that was mm-hmm. really grounded in theology and in scripture. It's not that they didn't believe, they just didn't really understand what they believed. Yeah. And so when they encountered some of these ideas, it's it sends a lot of people for tailspins, and so I sure. I'm I've heard Elisa's story before because we did that interview mm-hmm. two years ago for the show when it was just me solo hosting. Mm. Um, but I'm always grateful <laughs> to hear it again and, and to hear that there are people who go through this season of doubt and come out stronger on the other side. Absolutely, that that reconstructive period too is is crucial absolutely. because you want to reconstruct it in in an orthodox manner. Exactly. <laughs> Yeah, absolutely. And I think it's important for parents to hear that story because that sort of thing is going to become more and more common as time goes on. Because the internet, ultimately, the internet is a great thing. Like if you're listening to this show, you're listening to it through the internet. Mm -hmm. But it's also made the objections to Christianity way easier to find. And so all someone needs to do is Google why is Christianity wrong on their smartphone? And they're going to come up with a laundry yeah. list of things. And, and that just wasn't the case 20 or 30 years ago. Right. So I think it's important for parents and, and just for all of us, all really, of us in general to, to be hear, aware. Yeah, this is sort of where culture is going. And so we have to do a better job of training our kids in how to engage with these ideas. Yeah, absolutely. And at the same time, seeing every opportunity as a teaching one. Right. Like when she, Elisa talked about taking her daughter to go see Elsa, not Elsa, Frozen 2. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> and her daughter. Same thing, right? Yeah. yeah. And what was that that she said in the beginning of the movie? Oh, yeah. She was like, oh, this is pantheism. Yes. Right? Like Which, a 10-year-old girl yes. knows what that is. Goals, honestly. Right. Yeah. So it, it's it's important to to teach our kids 
to engage in these things with wisdom and without fear. Yeah. And that that kind of brings us to what I think has been the topic of most of our conversations is mm-hmm. we're not parents. Yeah. We, we don't have kids yet. But I feel like our conversation with Elisa and reading this book has gotten us more excited about being parents. Yeah. And and has given us maybe a little bit more of a sense of, okay, there's other people mm-hmm. out there who are, are, are doing this well yeah. and we can learn from them and, and they've given some thought to this and we yeah. can, we can gather wisdom from other Christians trying to raise their families in a way that's godly and faithful and orthodox. And so yes. obviously anytime I talk to my friends who have kids, they say we had all these plans going into being parents mm-hmm. and Things like I was talking to Stephen Stow the other day, and he said, "Me and Wendy were committed that our kids would never watch Teletubbies." And, <laughs> and one year into our first child's life, we were watching Teletubbies. Yeah. So maybe there's a little bit on our part of like idealism, and right? We're like, oh man, we're we going to teach know. our kids philosophy, yeah. and, you know, at age two. <laughs> um, but it's just helpful to know, like, there are other Christians who are thinking really hard about this stuff yeah. and trying to help Christians who are in the thick of parenting mm-hmm. to raise their kids in a way that's godly and faithful. Yeah, and there's so much more that we could say. Um, Absolutely. But this seems like a good place to wrap up. So with that being said, we would also love to hear your thoughts, um, and we would love to hear what you guys would like to hear, and you can reach us at the stone table at baylife.org. Essentially, the way that we've picked these guests is we've kind of just combed the internet and found people yeah. that we think are really cool. But yeah, and gosh, emailed them. Yeah, and, and emailed them, and they almost all respond back and say, mm-hmm. yeah, we'll come on your podcast. But if there are topics that, that you as a listener would love to hear us tackle or engage, yeah, gosh, please let us know. Please send us an email and, and we'll we'll do our best to work that into the schedule in the coming months. Yeah. So if you've enjoyed this episode or have enjoyed the show over the last few months, do us a favor, rate, subscribe, tell your friends about it, leave us a nice review <laughs> and send us an email. We would love to hear from you, like Mickey said. Um, but that is... That wraps up the first episode of... Debrief? Digest. The tricky debrief. The tricky debrief. Yeah. Yes. Where we digest. Exactly. That's it. That's it. That's Debriefing. Yes. <laughs> what you said. Yes. So for Baylife Church, my name is Mickey. And I'm Travis. And this is The Stone Table. so much um for baylife church <laughs> <laughs> this could be the, the funny yeah. bit at the end where i mess up